Hello, everybody, and welcome to Documentation Not Included. It's Thursday, 7 p.m., and we're live on twitch.tv slash DNI stream for those of you who want to listen to us live in the future. It is time for episode 11.4, Working, complete with bunny ears, from home. I'm Josie Howarth, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, who makes me smile every time I see him, Chris Seabach. Hello, Josie, and a uh, big hello to everybody in Twitch chat. There's already a little bit of conversation going on, which is always awesome to see. Uh, mm. Please do get involved with the show. Ask any questions, make any comments. Um, we may very well read them out on the show. Yes. And before we get going, as always, we're going to have an icebreaker chance to get to know us better. Maybe. Maybe not. And my icebreaker question for you is very simple. Would you like to live the rest of your life in spring, summer, fall or winter if you could only pick one season in the country that i live in currently or no, can i it could be anywhere anywhere you, you can pick anywhere you want just just what is your season <laughs> season season says whatever oh. spring really but, yeah because it's not too warm i get to see i get to see usually in the outside world when i go for my hikes and my walks and my bike rides i get to see lambs i get to see like little little new animals you know bit new animals baby animals um and i it's not too hot and i can't stand the heat too much i the the winter it's too dark it's not necessarily the cold or the uh, the you know the bad weather it's the darkness it's the four hours of daylight that you get a day it gets me down most years especially in england but spring is just about right. The end of spring, you know, like the last week in spring is probably perfect for me. I can go abroad if I want and it's not too hot for me. Yeah. What about you? For, before I answer that, I have to say what went through my head. You mentioned new animals and I just started laughing because I went instantiate new animal as I started going through dubbing in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how would you do that? New animal. Uh, new animal. Um, baby. Yeah. But yeah, for me, it would be full. I don't know how to express, but there is this smell, this feeling, and this sort of um, awareness to the season of fall. Plus, if I could, every day would be Halloween. Mm. Uh, we do enjoy Halloween. There's a lot of things going on in our life um, in in fall or autumn, as we as, yes. as English people call it. Um, mm. But I, yeah, I like it as well. It's, it's either of them for me, but spring, I think, would be my choice because of the, probably because of the baby animals everywhere. So many of them. <laughs> Sorry, I'm oh. a softie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, big old marshmallow that you happen to be. Yeah, yeah. Aww. So on to today's subject, working from home. Mm. Um, I am uh, an advocate of, of remote working. Josie is a remote worker, but not maybe as much of an evangelist as I am. I think you've got a slightly differing opinion. Um, so hopefully yes. today we'll we'll be going through that. We're going to talk about the pros, the cons, the the mental anguish that we sometimes go through, the fact that we get ignored a lot of the time, and the fact that people look at us quite often in a very different way. Sometimes we're lucky. Sometimes we get uh, clients or we get people who understand and can see that we're we're producing quality work and output. I, for example, am a lot more productive at home. What about you, Josie? What what are you? Do you think you're more productive at home? Do you think you'd work better in an office with people? Do you think you bounce off people better? Um, I'm going to use a phrase that uh, one of my friends said today. Um, uh, I hate people. I l love 
individuals, you know, that kind of a thing. It's, it's, there's a phrase that goes with it. And I can't remember the exact terminology, but for me, I can work in an office, but I, as an individual, am so much more productive when I'm not around other people. There's at a, all there's a misconception <laughs> a lot of the time as well i mean I, I will full disclaimer here and you know i don't care if my clients are watching this because and some of them won't like what i have to say a lot about working from home a lot of the time i will play a game at home sometimes i'll play a game at lunchtime or i'll i'll finish work early and and go and do some go for a walk or something you know i'm not engaged fully from night from from nine o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the afternoon all the time. And that might sometimes come across as a, a negative thing. But that, to me, it makes me more productive. The fact that I've got the freedom to do that kind of thing. But I also have the discipline, and that's the key thing here, to have the discipline. This, that word right there is why I am not an evangelist for working from home. Yeah. Not everybody has the discipline. Now, for me, in my particular case, a lot of my discipline comes from the fact that I did some online university stuff through part of my education, which means I had to structure and tailor when it is I was going to be attending a class, or I had to structure and tailor when it is I was going to be reading the mass quantity of unimaginably expensive books that are required as part of the educational experience. So I had learned very early on how to schedule, organize, and do time management. So for me, working from home is easy. Mm. However, and bless you, my darling husband, I love you to bits and pieces, and he will be listening to this live from where he's at. Well, not live, but recorded from where he's at. But he can only occasionally work from home. And he will state the exact same thing. He'll say, when he is at home, if he is doing a proper work from home, he can get a lot done because he doesn't have the phone calls coming in. He doesn't have the people, you know, constantly sitting there saying, you need to be a part of this meeting, or can you get up and get me a brew? Or like, that is not there. He can put his brain down and get whatever project work he needs done, done. However, if he worked from home, like I do, every single day of the week, you too, it he's, calls him. He's, he's watching live now, actually. He's just commented <gasps> in chat. Hi! And I uh, thought he was going to be out and about. Hi, sweetie. I've just, uh, just, just want to read something out from one of our listeners, Ethra Cole. He says, I do actually do more hours from home because I don't have to do the four hours travel. So that's one of the other things as well. I mean, yes. this, there's a lot of things... There's a lot of pros and cons. Um, I see uh, many, many more pros working from home personally, but I can also see the cons. So we'll we'll, we'll start with with defending ourselves and talking about what's good about it. We get more work done because of lack of, you know, we don't have to commute, but we also get more. There's also a negative side to that in that we can sometimes get more work done because we think we should do more work at home because of the perception that our clients or our... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so sometimes... I, I was getting narrowed eyed. I was about to go... Pew, pew, so, pew. no, this is this is the 24-7 indispensable yeah. developer thing we talked about before as well. Well, it's, so, well sort of. It's it's that whole kind of thing. If, if you are at work or in a physical location in a building and you are a seat warmer, that is what I call people who work not from home. I apologize, y'all seat warmers. What can I say? <laughs> the boss can pass by and they can see your computer screen and they can go, yes, you are here. You are actively engaged in working. I counter that with a practical bullshit 
because half the time you will be so busy sitting there going, um, Bob just came over and decided yeah. to have a four hour conversation with me about a project. And I have done none of the other stuff I was supposed to do. And yet sometimes you can, but you know, <clears throat> seat warmers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I, I bums on seats. That's the way I look at it. You know, you're in an office mm. and you've, you and can pe prove it. So people a lot of the time want that. And, I, and a lot of the work that I do, if I do a development contract or I do some development work for somebody, usually I insist on some time, face-to-face -face time with people initially to get the requirements down, to figure out what they need and to get to know people a little bit. And then, and most of the time, no one has a problem with that because they usually want me in the office a lot more than that. But then I say, well, there isn't, because now I've got work to do. We have these 15-minute conversations every day to, you know, these agile stand-ups or if we're in an agile environment. or, mm -hmm. And then after that, I've got so much work to do, so many different work streams that it's, it's not very productive for me to be in the office and be involved in, and this sounds really misanthropic, it, to be involved with all of the throwing plastic balls around in the office at each other and, and going to the breakout room every five minutes to have a chat, which is just as bad as working from home, isn't it? It's, it, it's as unproductive, but there's also the team element as well a lot of the time. A lot of mm. clients of mine want me to be working as part of a team and to be contributing towards it. As a contractor, I'm there for a very short period of time. The value that I get personally and the value that they get from me being part of a team is extremely limited in the in the grand scheme of things. What I'm there to do most of the time is to deliver this piece of software, get it out the door, get it done, or fill a gap in resourcing of some description and get it done and then that's it. They'll get rid of me. Sometimes it's it's a paper, a tick box ticking exercise. Other times they'll keep renewing me because then they keep needing the resource. But I am just a number on a piece of paper on a on on a bean that, counter's piece of paper, as you well, put see, it before. That that is both a pro and a con, right? Yes. Let's let's be realistic here. Like for example, you went to networking things once a week. I, I think I remember you saying you yep. stopped doing that, uh -huh. but you went to it once a week because and. Actually, one of the big reasons why documentation not included exists is because we do work from home. Mm -hmm. And it's so uh, lonely at times. It can be. Because you don't have someone to brainstorm an idea off of or someone to sit there and go, at a boy or at a girl or whatever. That, that social engagement is gone. That is both really good when you need to put your head down and work on a project and really bad when you, for lack of a better term, you know, the Sims game, you know how they have mood bubbles. There's mm -hmm. a social one. When that little bar starts to decrease and you need some kind of social engagement and you don't get that because you are working from home, it can make it feel like you have all of the pressure sitting on you and nobody respects you. No one appreciates you. So there's this balancing act that has to be done and you can Find ways to fill that mood bar, so it's, to see, speak. For, it's, it's less about, for me, I understand that, the, the mental anguish that you can sometimes get from, and the, um, what's the word when you're alone, you're feeling... Isolated? Isolated. That's perfect. That's exactly the word I was looking for. So Thank when you, you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> so you, you feel isolated working at home. I mean, my wife... You know, she works at home. She she works for me. Down, she she does the work downstairs, and she leaves me alone all day while I get my work done, and then I go downstairs and spend time with her. But that isn't that's just one other person in the world. As much as I love my life to bits, it's not enough. A lot of the time, you need other people to bounce off. 
especially people who understand what you're saying. Yes. I mean, I, I love my husband, but he doesn't always get what I do, even though he is in the IT world. And sometimes I don't understand half of what comes out of his mouth. So finding that those individuals who can speak your language is so important. So if you do work from home and one of the biggest cons for you is that lack of social engagement, there are ways to find that social engagement. Yes, as we said, networking and lots of other other things. My main Join problem- Join us on yeah. documentation or, not included. Yeah, or come and, come and join us as a guest. <laughs> come yeah. talk to um, us. <laughs> my, main, my main problem with working at home or the main, the, the main downside, the, my biggest con for working at home is the deprioritization of my work. I am usually paid a significant amount of money from a, from a company's budget, whether or not they're a multinational corporation or, or they're a tiny little company that, that need an expert. Mm -hmm. they, because I'm not there in the office and because I'm not seen as a, a permanent employee, a lot of the time I get paid and they don't respond to me. They don't engage with me as much as they should do. They should I suppose value what I'm doing more and I consider that deprioritization of my priorities I've been brought on for a very specific reason and that specific reason is usually a major blocker within the company uh, go on yeah I, I, it's just interesting to me because while you and I are both uh, companies and we both work from home and we're both sort of consultant slash freelancer type things we do have vastly different ways in which we contract our work out. Yep. So for you, you feel deprioritization, whereas for me, I don't. I, I, I very, very, very rarely run across that. Instead, it's more because I am brought on a more retainership than just, you know, a short period of stay. Um, it's that, oh my God, we're desperate contact Josie, mm -hmm. the superhero will help. Like I, I have have a, uh, one particular client who, um, anytime that they reach out to me and even if the email is just as simple, can you verify that this is actually spam for me or something else like that when they finish? And I speak with probably about nine or 10 different people in this company. Um, when they finish a conversation with me, it's always, you have been an absolute lifesaver. We can't do this without you. Thank you so much. It's it's like I get that sort of um, uh, feedback do you work very with, readily. Do you work with business owners and people who are directly responsible for the finances in the company? Yes. I don't. As a matter of fact, I'm really, really good friends with the CFO with this place. But so. that's, the, that's the difference, <laughs> that you work with maybe the smaller companies that have a higher priority on the immediate finances that they outlay for your services, whereas yeah. I work with big companies that the they pay bigger rates, I would imagine. Again, I, I don't profess to know what you get paid or anything like that, but I imagine they pay bigger outputs for more contractors a lot of the time. Less recently, I've been doing smaller bits of work with smaller clients where I'm pretty much the only expert a lot of the time. Mm. But a lot of the time, it's just that's a 60 grand a month output for 400 contractors or whatever. You know, I'm not, I haven't even worked right. out what it might yeah. be. But, you know, it's like it's a ridiculous amount of money for a load of people that are just in to do a job that needs doing quickly. We need, we've got three months to get this out the door so we can start making See, mega books, you know? It, it's it's interesting. I have to ask you, Chris, do you differentiate in your brain between the term contractor and temporary worker? 
Te- absolutely, temporary workers are not necessarily experts in in their domain. They are um, they are contracted in a in a very different way. They are a temporary employee of a company, whereas a contractor is a generally should be an expert. And this is I'm not going to get into it, <laughs> but this is where the IR35 grey area comes ah, in. Ah, yes, yes, yes. We won't go if into that because it's no. No. A, a, a massive hole to to dig but it is essentially what the problem is is at the moment a lot of contractors who run limited companies don't treat themselves as a business they do not look at themselves as an individual separate legal entity they look at themselves as a temporary staff member of staff that comes in does the job that they get told to do and then goes away or they'll keep renewing and that isn't what i do i do consultancy work on a short-term basis based on deliverables and milestones usually and yeah that's that's something that we've yeah we've definitely discussed before there is a a a philosophy in mind and it goes back towards working from home We, we say we work from home right but technically speaking, we're working from an office that happens to be a residence uh, where we sleep. That's really, it's a, a perspective thing. I could say to you that dress is blue and gold when the reality is it's white and green or whatever the heck that mess was. I don't even remember. But my point is, it's a matter of perspective. And this is where we run into some of the great pros and cons of productivity and timing, that whole 24-hour cycle because I used to um, upstairs uh, there is an office that has been set up and designed um, proper office desk and everything with locking drawers it's all so fancy in a filing cabinet Ooh. oh I've got one of them just there it's right there but <laughs> I don't use it for work anymore why not because it got really cold up there and the fireplace is down here okay. <laughs> So I, and, I do interesting, have that. And interestingly enough, I found that the moment I shifted from being in that, 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 because there are so many people who in the world of freelance or contract who are like, designate your place. And that is the only place. And that is where your work and your mindset goes into that. You are there. Like, I have seen so many people say that that doesn't work for me. That actually slows my productivity down and actually makes me stress. So I have learned being in what is considered the quote unquote personal space of my residency, that I actually am a lot more productive. It downstairs than upstairs. Yeah. Okay. Well, granted, I stay warm in the winter and I stay coolish as I possibly can be in the summer, though, so help me God, this British summer has been killing me. How's- Sorry about last week again, folks. <laughs> I'm a I'm a massive um, advocate of the whole have your own space for work. You know, I get up, I get up five six o'clock or whatever time in the morning. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter as long as you've got a schedule. Mm, yeah, I get dressed. So I go do my ablutions. I have my shower. I have my breakfast. I, I I get dressed and I start work. I used to start work at a specified time, but now I just start work as soon as I can. And it's usually well before anybody in any office is ready. Is is that it? I've written, yes. And I'll tell you something, that is one of the best times to get work done because then you can get all the emails and stuff prepped that you need to. So it's in their inbox when they walk in the door. Work, work, work kind of standards aside, that having that, closing that door, being in here, my wife very rarely comes in. Um, she doesn't. She brings not, cuppers. She brings me a cuppa, and she'll come in, you know, and remind me if there's something I need to do that I haven't got up and went to do or something. Because again, recently there's been we've had a lot of appointments and a lot of things that we've needed to do together, my wife right. and I. So I've 
having that flexibility of just my, I've got a I've got a special um, Excel spreadsheet that I've set up, and this is really primitive for timesheeting, but it works really well for me, where I can put in start and end times multiple times within a day, and it, it logs exactly how many hours I've done, and then it adds them up throughout the day. So I can split my time. So I might do seven till eight one morning, and then I'll do nine half nine till. 12 o'clock and so then you, I'll do, do you do a blocking method then i just no i don't do, i don't plan what i'm going to do during the day i just know that the way that i work within the day i did i did nine hours on monday um just and i was up at you know so i was up at six i finished at half three or something but i still managed nine hours because i don't have much of a lunch i don't have to have much of a lunch mm. again we might go into health and safety there but as a director of your own company you don't have to actually follow those <laughs> those health and safety rules but that's a benefit. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that it's up to me how what hours I do, and some clients don't like that way that I do. I do that. Most clients don't give a damn. Luckily, but yeah. I, I, I just basically whenever I'm sat down and I'm starting to work because remember I sit down on my computer and I do other things as well. I've got this this stream to start. I don't charge my clients for the amount of time it takes me to put documents together for this. I don't charge my clients for lunchtime when I have half an hour of playing a computer game yep. or or whatever and I don't do that every day I'm just saying that it is I charge them for what I am actually doing for them whether yes. it's thinking about them reading a document doing emails for them or anything like that it's all that locked. is I think that is a very important thing as much as you can really advocate working from home justification for your time is very difficult to do if you don't have your deliverables understood before you get started, that whole discovery phase. We really should have a, a show about the discovery process at some point. But um, in I am, I am in one hell of a discovery process right now with <laughs> one of my clients. It is, a, it is a crazy situation that they're in. But I've just realized over the last week that they're actually up. They've, they've been through a huge research stage for products. They've, mm -hmm. They're coming out of a research stage into actual development. So the development that I've done for them previously has all been prototypes, but they didn't know that and they didn't explain that to me. I just thought it was a, a product they were developing for the future, but they're actually not even at a stage where they know what their product is. So I'm... It's a very different, weird situation for me, but I'm acting more as a business consultant for what I'm doing for them at the moment and putting right. processes in place and telling them what resources they need. And it's a very strange, but I'm doing that from home, bringing it back around to what the subject is about here. Doing that from home is extremely challenging because they are, they are chaotic and they don't have any processes. So agile doesn't exist with them. They've got a few tools and a few remote working tools that have been implemented, but they haven't paid licenses for the pro versions of them, for example. So we can't use screen sharing in Slack. We can't use, it's got a 10K message limit. We can't add um, something else Slack that came up. should the other not day. be where you store documentation. No, no, no. Anyway. But I'm, I'm saying message limits and stuff. But I'm saying right. we've, we've got Confluence for that as well. But beside the point, that the, all of these tools, I am forcing upon the company because they need them desperately, absolutely desperately. And I'm very lucky in that the operational staff are taking it on board, listening to me and moving with it. So it's a it's an odd situation because I'm very much in charge and very much the leader of the process, but I'm remote and I'm the only one who's remote. 
Chris with the whip. Yeah, I am. I am very much <laughs> cracking the whip. And it's, it's odd in, in, it's, from a remote it's perspective. It's interesting. It's interesting because that puts you both in a good position and in a bad position. One, it puts you in a brilliant position because it gives you the opportunity to have um, an almost uh, outside glance as to how a team is working. However, it puts you in a bad side because you're also not there to make certain that they're doing the work that they need to do as well. And observe what they're doing on a daily and basis. And observe what they're doing, exactly. And so there is this both pro-con to that, but at the same time, going back to sort of the time thing, you know, having, like, this goes back to what you were saying earlier on the show about overproducing to prove that you can produce you know, it's, it's a very dangerous trap. And I find myself falling into it quite frequently. I and it's don't. not so much that I want to prove to the other people that I can produce. It's more just this matter of, um, I know I can pump that out uh, with just, you know, putting the blinders on. Nothing exists except for this one task and set of project things that I'm working on. Like, I can do that. But it get, do you remember way back when I mentioned... Um, uh, 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 Top Toll. Mm -hmm. I've um, been in touch with Top Toll recently. I have a contact there now. Oh, excellent! You're mm. part of one of the five percent. No, no, um, not that, not that five percent. But oh, 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 that's two so percent. Is this two percent? Anyway. I tap my nose like Monty Python. Mm. But um, anyway, so they have that sort of time tracking tool where when you start whatever it is you're working on, you click your starting and it runs in the landscape of which project you're working on, yada, yada. And then they have that built-in tool that'll take a screenshot every 15 minutes or however it's been set up to be done by whoever it is who's hired you. And they will literally see what you're working on on that moment in time. I find that outrageous, but it Absolutely. is a viable thing. Does that, um, sorry, is that what top, all top tile clients No, do? you can turn it off. I'm going to say that's you, ridiculous. That's... Don't panic. It's okay. But um, it's an interesting uh, sort, of, uh, sort of thing. When If you know someone is looking over your shoulder, it can both make you squirm. Like that interview you were telling us about in a previous show where you had to do the coding in a group kind of a oh. thing and it was just a nightmare for you and at the same time it could also push you to be better it depends on the type of person you are this is why i'm not a 100 advocate that everyone should work at home i am an advocate for everyone should have a schedule that benefits and works for them but location i think is incredibly subjective as to whether or not it will be successful i've or got not. i've got contractor friends who have more than enough opportunity and control over the way they do their work, but they prefer to work in an office because they prefer the banter, they prefer the bouncing off of other developers. They just sometimes don't just put the headphones in and just stay in the office all day. They prefer that structure. And that's fine. I've got no problem with that. I'm not, I said I'm mm -hmm. an evangelist, I'm an advocate for it because of how it's looked at by a lot of clients these days. Right. And America isn't is a bit ahead in comparison to the UK. The UK is very much, it's smaller. People expect you to go on site, even though it's like an hour or two away or whatever, especially when you're a contractor and you're getting paid what you're getting paid. They expect you to come on site and be part of the team. It, it's an absolute nonsense notion to me that because these days it's t t 2019, we can, we can use Slack, we can use 
appear in you know productivity uh, tools is exactly what those things are called we've you know? got kanban boards we can show people exactly what ticket we're working on and they can even if they really want write reports and burn down charts commit and all kinds reviews. of stuff commit yeah. reviews um yeah pull requests and stuff there's a million different ways for us to to manage that and all of those things happen and exist in the office environment anyway and the rest of the time we usually sat there with our headphones in coding as coders and the the places that don't let me put my headphones in and code like that, I'm out of the door. I am literally out of the door. I've walked out of places where they've they've had a had a headphone rule in the office, and I've just said sorry. Uh, th there's there's a sales team behind me on the phone all the time. I'm working on a, a a binary search algorithm that's particularly complicated, and I can't I can't be seen. I can't. Sometimes I have to do that. I know it looks antisocial and not everybody can do it. And the, the sales team, sorry, not the sales team, the telesales team aren't allowed to listen to music, but they're not a developer. They're not doing the same job. It's a completely different world. And yeah, the, that's this the is. Thing. What's, what's the one thing, or I shouldn't say what is, I should say for me, one of the things that I love about what I do, especially when I get into the coding side of things or the development side of things, is that sort of mental state that I go into where everything else stops to exist. It's a zone. It is this zone that I exist in that allows me to literally, well, my camera just decided to vanish. Weird. You are, you are frozen, but we can still hear you. Awesome. So, so fantastic. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but for me, it, it was, um, yeah. See, of course, I've lost my train of thought with that. Shall, shall we do a Shall we do a be right back, and you can refresh your screen? Let's uh, do sure. That. Then people people can look at me. Then we'll yes. be right back. Be right back. We everyone. actually have a be right we back. Screen. We, we get do. to use one. Hopefully, it works. This is our okay, first we? time we've used it. <laughs> See you in a second, everybody. <laughs> Hello, course, everybody. As I was saying, you know, <laughs> this is why we. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. So there are some technical difficulties there, but uh, we were talking about the working from home stuff. And You've lost uh, your train of thought, haven't you? Let's I, let's move on. Let's, we were on yeah, a roll. Yeah, it's, as not well like, it's not like anything I have to say is worth any value at all. So let's go ahead and move on. So I um, said I, recently I've, I've had a, a particularly interesting um, way of looking at working from home. It's I I really would prefer for the job I'm doing right now to be on site, and that isn't that is something I would not normally say. No, no, this is this is shocking for me. I'm wondering if I should write it down in a calendar. <laughs> now the the problem is is that I can't be on site because my client one, um, they can't afford me to be on site because they pay they would have to pay all expenses because of where they are located. Um, and secondly, or well, they can afford it, but they don't want to afford it. Um, right. And secondly, uh, it's miles away, and I'm in a position at the moment where I need to be close to my wife. So I mean, yes, I, I can't, I can't really spend too long away from home. A week, maybe I can go away, but I, I, any I, more I don't know. That. Spouses that go away for longer than a week, mm, <laughs> we can have a show about that. Exactly. So. Uh, but the reason that I, I specifically would want to be on site right now is that the work I'm doing is is not development work. It is work that requires me to go and speak to people in the office and get them engaged in a process and get them to buy into it. I am essentially, this lovely term that you, you hate, Josie, I am essentially a scrum master. I am an agile evangelist okay. at the moment. 
have a problem with the term Scrum Master. <laughs> I think Scrum Masters are pretty cool. I just find it funny that the position never existed until development processes needed. It's not, and a, I find it's not it a position. Amazing. It's a role within a team that anybody yes. can do. But, oh, oh, no, no. There are some people who will go right out there and tell you that it is a position and they will have job searches for scrum masters whose entire purpose is to be it depends right okay if you're a scrum master for a big corporation and you are a scrum master for multiple scrum teams and that's all you do you you're there to promote scrum and agile to make sure that make sure that people are um are getting involved in the processes make sure that you're unblocking things for people make sure that you're uh, ensuring people attend meetings that they should be attending and basically embedding a process in in people's brains and psyche and making them understand what the value of it is yes that is a full-time job for something like this where it's a tiny little team that have a lot of projects and and you know not much process involved it takes me it's a full-time pro- job up front but then it fast fast becomes something you can do on a yeah ad hoc basis <laughs> But that's the thing is it's different. But now at the moment, the way that it stands is the, the reason I need to be there is that people are, they're very, very, very busy with a lot of things. They are expected to do a lot of different things within their role. They're expected to do things well outside of the remit of their job description. Non-technical people being asked to manage um, Linux servers uh, on, yeah, on uh, Honestly, I, that some, there's so many things. I'm not going to go into any more detail than that. Right. There's so many things that they're right. being asked there's, to do that they stuff. shouldn't do. Um, and there's no other resources even planned to come in at the moment. There is advice that I've given people, but they haven't actually planned it. They haven't got the finance and the budget sign-off for it. So it's a very precarious position. Oh, so for yeah. in order for me to, to be constantly chasing people and constantly sending emails to people doesn't have the same impact, and the stakeholders very specifically the stakeholders who are of an older generation who don't really want to be on Slack. They couldn't care less about reading all the documentation we put in Confluence. They couldn't read, care less about going through the Jira ticket. And in fact, it's well above, well below what they should be doing, really. Stakeholders shouldn't really be involved at the operational level. But they don't have a buffer between stakeholder and operations. So I need to be that buffer and I need mm. to be there constantly. And the problem is, is I'm still offering value and I'm still doing the job I can I can do best. But even if I wasn't in the position with my wife, they still wouldn't have me on site, but they've t- hired me for this purpose. So it's a weird, odd... They like you. Yeah. You're, uh, I, I, you're, I, you're I, awesome. Well, <laughs> yes and no. I mean, that, that's... I'm still trying to gauge if I'm doing the right job for them. And I keep asking them outright, are you, are you happy with what I've been delivering here? Would you... If you had an infinite amount of money, would you be happy keeping me on? And I've still not got any straight answers, but that's the problem. Uh. They don't give anyone straight answers to anything because everyone's afraid of making a decision. So it's a difficult place to be. You know, at some point in time, we really should have a a discussion, especially as you and I both see ourselves as companies and employees of our own companies, kind of a a philosophy. We need to have a discussion about the whole decision-making process Mm. because I'll tell you something. It, It is so annoying to me when um, a company or a contractor or something like that doesn't make decisions. But I'm a decision a, that's, machine. That's almost an RTFM for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, so going back to the, the whole concept, you know, we have um, a lot of really good pros in our opinion. 
However, I can also see the con. It's a matter of what job it is you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, so we've talked a little bit about our productivity. We've talked a little bit about the flexibility that you can have with your hours. We've mentioned the fact that, you know, at times it can feel as if your work just doesn't matter in some way, shape, or form, or, you know, the fact that people don't want to respond to you because you're not there in their face to stop them from getting their kappa, as the case may be. But do you see any other really specific cons? Because we've worked a lot, we've talked a lot about the pros here. So we've, we've briefly touched on it. Uh, another con, which is something I don't necessarily suffer from, but I know a lot of other people do. Uh, and I've, I've, spoke to many I wonder a developer. If this is a, a, a little dig at me that it's possibly me, but God. <laughs> well, it may very well, Josie. That's up to you to divulge if you feel like it's something that affects you. The mental health issue. The the not just the feeling the feeling of being uh, kind of left out, the feeling mm. of being uh, disconnected from other people. But it can actually sometimes be quite damaging to your mental health being a remote a fully remote worker. Especially if you don't have and a, and a lot of techie people kind of suffer from this, other hobbies that get you in social situations. I am a partic particular outgoing techie. I, I wouldn't ever put myself in the nerd category, you know, the the, the uber geek category. I'm a geek, but I'm not I'm not the kind of, I'm not the, sh I'm the, the typical kind of shying away from people thing. I will walk we into will a pub not. and make friends. We will not on this show nerd shame. No, I no, no, no. I, that was not a shame <laughs> in any... No, no, it's just the fact that the way you said it with that, my brain went to uh, that really old movie where they're like, nerd! Yeah, you know, I don't... I, sorry, if I, if I did offend anybody, I don't mean it that no, way because no, I am no, I am honestly one of the most accepting people I know. I, I Everybody is equal in my eyes and it doesn't matter what you're into, what you... I will try and... I will, if someone's got an anxiety or something, I, I see it as a personal challenge to make them feel comfortable and to to try and you know get them engaged and help help them along. You know, whether or not they want me to, I hope they'll they'll tell me, but they wouldn't because they've got anxiety. So I'm in a bit of a catch twenty two with that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I get what you're saying, but when it comes to mental health and working from home, it's a very, very, very under talk about topic. It is. And the reason I, and this is something that I will throw out, um, no one I think I know is normal. Everyone suffers from something, whether they have a disconnection to society because they just don't connect to humans at all. I know quite a few developers who are developers because they understand computers better than they understand people. Um, and they have no source of tact, and I think it's wonderful. Have, speaking with someone who has no concept of tact is interesting because they say exactly what's on their mind and you can then just work with it. You mm. just have to not take it personally, as the case may be. But then, of course, you have uh, the people who suffer from anxiety, people who suffer from depression or any mixture of any kind of illness that happens to exist. Now, not just mental. I also want to throw out physical because physical can also have an impact as well. But for now, we'll stick with mental. If you are someone who suffers from something, understanding your limitations and working from home is very important. I will go right out on the record. I have depression. I have it up and down. I have all kinds of horrible, horrible events with it. And it can impact my ability to feel accomplished or feel like I've done what I'm supposed to do for a client. Or, you know, it can make me feel like I should look at myself and be like, yeah, I'm not good enough. That whole Imposter syndrome gets mixed up on top of that, and it can screw me over. But this is actually one of the big reasons why I work from home. 
because I know my limitations. I know how to work within the confines of what I suffer through and when I suffer through it. So, for example, one of the best parts of working from home with me is the flexibility of my hours. I am given, because of the type of the retainerships and things that I have with my clients, I am given a fixed amount of time per week or per month that I must dedicate to a client for whatever purposes that I happen to be brought on to take care of. If that is something that I do at three o'clock in the morning, it's something I do at three o'clock in the morning because I may have had a really bad nightmare or I may have had a really bad day and I wasn't able to put my focus in. I still meet and unfortunately over exceed some of the goals given to me simply because of the fact that I want to give and I want to constantly do things. So in my case, that flexibility allows me for if I've had a really, 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 really bad night and I can have them on occasion, it's okay for me to sit there and go, I can't do anything this morning. I'll have to take care of it later. And I know how to work with that. Mm. Not everybody is aware of how to make use of whatever um, their limitations might be. You have to be very blunt with yourself it, it's in this particular case. If you're the type of person who needs social interactions in order to accomplish things in a work environment, working from home is going to be really hard really hard and i don't think anyone should put that kind of extra anxiety on their own shoulders there's there's also the self-discipline side of that as well isn't there yes. of, of being able to, to make sure that you have a routine or you have a way of working exactly. as i said i don't work full seven and a half hours you know with a with a lunch break or eight hours or whatever i don't work that i work in chunks that's that's the thing. I've Sometimes worked, that's it'll why be I asked a 15 if you did the blocking. That's why I asked if you did blocking because that's how I do things. I'll block, and I'll know that. Like I have uh, my um, my weekly meetings, and I have them set at a very specific time so that I know that I'm meeting with this client, and this is when we're going to discuss what's been done, what the blockers are, and what we're doing. And like you know, that sort of typical stand up. I have those things set and scheduled because uh, at, at times where I know. I'm actually, no matter where I'm at and whatever I may be suffering at any moment in time, I know exactly that I'll be able to handle and take care of it, period. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the side benefits of this is because of the fact that I work with international clients, it means that I'm actually around at times when most people in the UK are asleep. Go figure. <laughs> nine, nine till six. You don't nine nine p.m. That's about when I go to bed. I'm so so old these days. You'll. You are younger than me. The the the, the last time that I stayed up late was when I got um when I got re me and the wife both really got addicted to Subnautica. <laughs> and we were we were up until two o'clock three o'clock in the morning most mornings, <gasps> and just playing it because we were we absolutely loved it. But that's the only time of recent years that I can remember be I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky, I suppose, in that I can sl sleep well, see, seems I, like my head I, hits I a pillow. I can't. I can't do It's so weird. My husband can do that. When we, when we go to bed at the same time, which it happens on occasion, might I add, when we go to bed at the same time, the head goes down for him and he's out. Yep. My Absolutely wife's jealous out. of that. I do that. My head <laughs> goes down onto the pillow and all of a sudden my brain goes, so mm -hmm. you have absolutely nothing to distract you Is now. that a male-female thing? 
No, it's not. Because because my, my wife has exactly that. She's all the little, what she describes, not not my words, of all the little things that go on, you know, during the day that she, she'll think about, like, something that's happened on TV or something that's worrying her or, you know, genuine concerns that she has about health and all kinds of other things. And they'll all, her brain will just start saying, well, what about this? What happens if this happens? And then what, what about, and then, oh, and this happened today. And then, and, and me, I pillow sleep. No, no, that's it's. I I know men who go through this as yeah. well. But when my head hits that pillow, all of a sudden my brain just goes, "Yeah, I've got your undivided attention." <laughs> so now let's have that conversation about the thing that you did when you were eight. Do you remember that? And do you remember how all of those parts got put back together? And do you remember how when you did this? Oh, and by the way, you know that particular development issue you were working on three weeks ago? This is the solution for it mm -hmm. now. And I, I think you should know that that's the solution and it's going to be in your head until you wake up, but I'm not going to but let it's you not. go to sleep. It'll like, if you don't go and do it now, no. it's going to go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, or, or, or something along those lines. And it's, it's just the weirdest thing for me. I wish I had the ability to full stop, but it just doesn't work for me. My brain doesn't function that way. So, yeah. but yes, it is time now for our TFM. I am just going to totally cut us off with sleep. I know <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. It's about time to move on. <laughs> Yes, it is. It is time to move on. It's not our TFM, which is where we take a moment and we just rant about something that is driving us absolutely bonkers. Can we dev related or not? Got anything for me, Chris? Usually I do. Ow. I don't know if you just heard that. Yes, I did. Are Jesus you okay? Christ. <laughs> That was my neck, by the way, to people listening to the podcast. I, I do believe that Chris just broke himself. <laughs> um, uh, I, I actually don't this week. I mean, I've had a bit of a... What I ranted about last week was kind of some client-related things, but it's not necessarily the client that I've got a problem with. There's, I'm finishing work at the moment. I suppose this is my RTFM. I'm finishing work at the moment, and I'm not stopping thinking about work. Not because of the client, not because I'm frustrated with it. I am actually really enjoying the challenge um, with this current client because there's no answers for anything, and I am an answers man, and I must have a solution. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. I suppose that I suppose that's my RCFM that not being able to switch off because it doesn't happen to me often, but when it does, my wife notices. You know, I'm just sat there silent. She thinks I'm in a mood with her, and I just and I'll be short with my answers, but not like curt. You know, I'll just be short. Yeah. I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. That's all. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and I'll be like, my brain will just go no, right. But I don't struggle to sleep because of that. I just have this for a few hours after work when I've got a particularly challenging challenge to overcome or something to 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 fit in or i'm trying to think of a particular solution like right what is it that is the problem here what is it do we need to document something do we need to escalate something do we need to you can't shut off yeah and i'm like well that, I, and yeah so so that's my rtfm because uh, i i don't normally have it <laughs> yeah no, Chris, you've had some conkers in our days when it comes to the RTFM. I have, I have, but I haven't really got any frustrations this week. I mean, we've had, actually had some really good news, me and wife, today, so we're in a particularly good uh, good mood. And Yay! Apart from being absolutely boiling hot with my window and my aircon off, window closed and aircon off, it's it's great. The life's great. I, just, I, I like to cook you once a week, Chris. It's the only way to make certain that you are perfect and not almost done, but absolutely perfect. Now, in my particular case for RTFMs, I have nothing. No. Oh, it's a good Nothing. week then. Good week for us. 
I mean, I'm happy where I'm at with my clients. I'm happy where I'm at with the company. I think the life is fine. I obviously miss the man who is um, now just commenting in chat, broiled Chris. <laughs> broiled sounds really nice. I like the word broiled. It sounds, but it's not that interesting when you broil food. Moist is my favorite word. There are a lot of people method, who don't. I know it's not a cooking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a favorite word. You like broiled. I like moist. Um, but no, uh, for me, it's. I think I'm just. I'm okay, which is great. Absolutely. Sometimes great. that's all you need, isn't it? Just to be okay. You don't need to be fantastic or, or exuberant or or even <laughs> you know the miserable. You know, sometimes I, some people love being miserable. I hate it. I hate being unhappy and. Okay, no, you know, I'm going to throw this out, not as necessarily an RTFM, but as a sort of wake-up call for people who do work from home or who have contractor. Also, Voltskrat also likes the word voice, so I see. Also I get name. to be awesome today. I also love that name, too, but yes. So, um, when it comes to having problems or something frustrating occurring, I get really annoyed when it's the thing that is focused on instead of how do I overcome it? Yes. I, that's... And I, I say mm. this because we have had my ask. accountant on this show. Uh, in fact, really highly recommend it. If you want to see that accountants can have a sense of humor, go watch one of our previous episodes where he was on here. But we were talking today and we were talking about something and we were both making a comment about how when you're, and this goes back to you must make decisions kind of a thing. When you're in a business, if you are responsible for the business, you have to make decisions and live with the outcome because risk is inherent mm -hmm. and you have to learn how to mitigate risk and all that other stuff that goes or with manage but, not necessarily mitigate because you can't always well, mitigate I, mean, risk. I meant that i got my words messed up one of the things i'm yeah. doing at the moment is documenting uh, there must be about 40 or 50 high priority decisions that need to be made within the company with, with the client i'm working with at the moment and i'm Ooh. documenting every single one and i'm giving them multiple options and i'm weighing them up and i'm i'm trying to get everybody engaged and involved in all of them and it's there's there's just there's very few people that actually want to make a decision, even the stakeholders. And it's like, I don't understand. Is it because you don't understand I, the process or do you not actually get? I, I think there is something inherent there. There is this fear, right? Fear is a big like contributor to why decisions don't get made. The fear of the unknown. Am I making the right choice? Am I making the right decision, etc.? However, by staying in that place and not making a decision not taking action it actually makes things worse you're chasing your tail constantly because you and never it adds actually a level of anxiety and stress and while like for example when i go to put my head down at night i might be spinning around going well you made this decision and it's going to come back and bite you and do all this horribly because the brain is going to do what the brain does it's how you prepare for those things and it's like you don't want to borrow trouble, but you want to plan for trouble so that you can adjust accordingly. Yep. But if you spend all your time just sitting there going, what if, 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 at what point are you going to take action? Well, so that's 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 sort of my if you're going to end up working from home, you need to be able to make decisions because that's a big part of time management. That is a big part of discipline is making the choice and going, 
you know what? Today is a day that I am going to not work because my brain can't handle it. However, discipline wine says I need to adjust my schedule and know where I can fit in the work that I will not be able to perform to my ultimate today. Like you have to make good decisions. And that's uh, one of the ones that a, I make on occasion. See, that's interesting. <laughs> you said good decisions there. There's also, there's also somebody else um, that I've worked with who... Uh, an example of they're an example of making decisions brashly and quickly and not thinking them through and not like worrying about the the risks mm-hmm. they, they make decisions sometimes based on cost and it's not it's not about cost a lot of the time because in the no. long run you're not it can have a much bigger impact you, you might like let's say for example you might pay a thousand pounds for a piece of software right now and there's another alternative piece of software that's free but it's not going to give you the same level of quality within the process Mm -hmm. that you're implementing or something like that and a lot of people don't see that they just see the figure and they go well i'm not using it but the business needs it this is why it gets to the whole bean counter thing you know recently that capital one has had a massive data breach right so capital one in the united states has had a humongous data breach and in one of the uh, subreddits that i follow one of the security ones they have a picture up of the aftermath and all it is is this huge list of job openings at capital one that are security related and of course people joke about it going ah so now they're trying to fix the gap or i wonder yeah. how many of those people were fired yada yada and i'll tell you what the prevailing comments in that particular thread are things like no now they understand that they have to budget for it. Now they understand that this must be done. So I get that. And I think risk management or risk awareness or just being sort of clear of how to handle risk in general is so important if you are going to be a contractor. One of the number one pieces of advice that kept coming up when I used to network uh, with business owners, this is business owners who directly are responsible for big and small businesses, Number one piece of advice that kept coming up is hire early. If you think you need somebody for something, hire them. You can always get rid of them. You can always make them redundant, but make sure you hire people to actually fill the gaps in your business because you are going to be paying for it in the long run. And that's something I'm trying to instill in my current client and that they need Mm. to hire more people, you know? Anyway, Absolutely. shall we close the show? We've, we've rambled on it. I was just enough. about to close the show properly, but you decided to interrupt me. Now it doesn't look like it's scheduled. Oh, or whatever. I'm oh. running the show, really, Anna. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> so we are at the end of our show. A massive thank you to everyone in Twitch. Hello, Voltscrack. Hopefully we'll see you soon. It's lovely to see your voice voice see you Gwent. i miss you and aussie and everybody else who is here chatting uh super fraggle did make a comment earlier today and i'd love to get to it at some point in time um and uh yeah thank you everyone for listening and for the people who are future listening to us in the podcast we hope to see you live yeah and do and do please if you're a new listener today because there's a few names that there's at least one name that i haven't seen before please subscribe to our twitch channel so you get notifications of when we go live um, yes, you can You can also visit our website on www.dnistream where there's links to all of our social media platforms and everything else. dnistream.live. Don't forget that ELD. www.dnistream.live. Um, so, yes, you, you know what? We need to sound bite that now. That needs to... No, just... <laughs> Right, so that is where all of our discovery platforms and everything, all links to absolutely everything is on our website. Um, 
please do go on there and get in touch about being a guest on the show or or anything else if you've got any comments if you think we ramble too much or we complain too much or we're too bloody happy please leave us a comment and tell us oh wow (laughs) too bloody happy (laughs) anyway all that's left is for both chris and i to say goodbye and we hope to see you all next week thursday 7 p.m british summertime at twitch.tv slash dni stream we have a guest yes we do Mm. not going to tell you who it is because we keep messing it up whenever we tell people you'll have to well, any, listen that's the thing. anytime we make mention of it we have to either reschedule yeah so we're not going to we're not going to tell you what we've got coming up it could we've be version 2.4 we could go back to version 7 and re-overwrite it we could just rebrand the entire show we have no idea you could have new Neither hosts we- next week <gasps> Ooh, you'll just have to tune in and it find will. out <laughs> Indeed. bye everyone bye everyone <laughs>